When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Commander, we got our communication from the operative in the field. Tango. Foxtrot. Macarena. Wait, I think these are just dances. This week on the Story Song Podcast. Everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode we walk you through a story song, and this week we're doing All She Wants to Do is Dance by Don Henley. And uh, this might be the this might well, it's a classic, but this might be the ultimate version where I get to say, surprise, it's a story song. <laughs> uh, you probably didn't know that. But I thought it was just like a fun little song about yeah. a woman who's dancing. Haven't really listened that close to the lyrics. That's okay, because the reason why this one was on the list was I heard it uh, on the radio, weirdly. Uh, no, I would listen to the oldie station, so it wasn't that weird. But, uh, but I heard it on the radio, and uh, for the first time, I actually listened you know, to the lyrics. It was probably one of the first times I heard it since I was a, a kid, and I was like, wait, what are they saying? It's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those songs that you you listen to and you're like, oh, this is peppy. And then there's one word that sticks out, and you're like, I'm sorry, what was that? This this song falls under the category of the verse is important. Like sometimes it's not just the chorus. Yeah. Well, yeah. So and there there's a repeated phrase that sort of sticks in your head, uh, lodges in your brain, perhaps more than the rest of the lyrics. So you might you might miss it, but. Uh, Ran home, Googled the lyrics, uh, listened to the song 10 more times. Because, by the way, this song is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is so good. Uh, we'll talk about that also later. But, uh, yeah. So, the story and is... I just... Before uh, we get into the story, like, just yeah. in my mind, prior to, like, really paying attention to the lyrics, this song was always sort of equivalent to Eddie Murphy's Party All the Time. Where mm-hmm. it's just about someone who wants to have a good time and party and dance. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. And there's no subtext. No surprises. No B story. The Eddie Murphy song is about the uh, economic crash of the early 80s. If you're really <laughs> listening? Yeah, little known fact. Like little known fact. Like if you're really li- you got to really pay attention. The satire is subtle, but uh, you got to really pay attention there. <laughs> so, th- but this one, all she wants to do is dance. Uh, the story is uh now first of all it's one of the things where usually we complain where we're not getting enough details this story we're not getting enough details but that is definitely intentional um we're only we're getting like some weirdly specific details but like big chunks of the story are clearly being left out uh but again that's intentional because the story our narrator is involved in in a u.s government operation in a foreign country uh, not clear which one. Given the time frame, probably South America. Probably it's supposed to be Nicaragua because that uh-huh. was going on at the time. So you're 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 uh you know happening 
adult uh, in 1985 probably would would that's where their mind would go. But it could be anywhere. Um, but it's a foreign country. He's involved in some kind of U.S. government operation. Maybe he's in the CIA. Um, and the country is collapsing into violence uh, all around him. And the only thing he's thinking about is this girl uh, that he's falling in love with and all she wants to do is dance. So you're you're getting yeah. these like details, but but it keeps at the end of the line. It always goes back to all she wants to do is dance because that's all he cares about. Um, and yeah, can't, can't and, keep and, his eye on the prize. <laughs> No, 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 no. Well, I mean, I mean, potentially he is, but probably not the prize he he, right. he should be caring about right. as he's escaping just barely with his life at the end. Uh, the moment he is safe uh, and has survived, his thoughts immediately go back to this uh, this woman and her uh, her never ending love of dancing. <laughs> what a delight! Picking up prisoners and putting them in a pen. And again, this may be the first time you're actually hearing these lyrics and what he's saying. <laughs> and they are so, shocking. Very shocking. So right off the top, he says, uh, Rebels been rebels since I don't know when. Um, so our narrator is here in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, presumably uh, may be directly involved with why uh, <laughs> there is violence happening. Uh, right. But doesn't seem to know, doesn't really seem to know. I don't know. They've been rebels forever. I don't really know what's going on. He, does, he seems uh, not fully informed about the situation <laughs> in this country, but he is very informed about this woman and how she likes to dance and when she likes to dance, which, by the way, is all of the time. All the time. That she wants to dance. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking? Uh, what if... <laughs> What if she? What if she is one of the rebels, and she's supposed to be putting prisoners in a pen? But all she's doing is dancing. They're like, Joan, come on! Like, this is part of your job too. Yeah, she's ruining everything. (laughs) You have a quota of six prisoners. She's supposed to put in a pen. The rest of us, we gotta, we gotta pick up the slack for you. You're just you're over here in your private little musical. Yeah, you don't think dancing around. You don't think all we want to do is dance, dance. No, but we have work to do, which means an uprising. So (laughs) you dance, dance after you work, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. You know you have a 15 minute break in a half hour, Joan. (laughs) Dance on your own time. Oh my god, I can't believe of all the rebel groups that we're in, we ought to be in the one who's in the rebel with the rebel leader's niece. Because she can do whatever she wants. Do you see this? She's, she's not going to get fired. Anything she wants. Also, she's, yeah. she's drinking those Molotov cocktails. I think she Which, thinks they're actually cocktails. I mean, that explains why she's constantly dancing. If she's drinking those things, <laughs> this, this might explain what's going on right here. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she again, if she is one of the rebels, it's just like, well, I mean, if she, you know, she's not going to get fired. We're the ones who are going to get fired. Right. She'll just get promoted to assistant rebel captain or whatever. But right. we're the ones who are going to be in trouble. So, and I need this rebel job, okay? <laughs> this is how I put Molotov cocktails on my rebel table. Now, if, she, if she hands you a resume, just smile and nod. Just headshot <laughs> resume, just smile and nod. Boss's niece, you know? Yeah, yeah. Boss's niece. 
Yeah, she seems to be under the impression I'm some sort of Broadway producer. I don't know where <laughs> she could have gotten that idea, because all I'm doing is going around picking up prisoners, putting them in pens, but cannot uh, do that. Or I guess, I guess technically they wouldn't be the rebels, right? The rebels are the ones who are getting picked up, so they would be part of the the government but uh whatever today i will be singing castle on a cloud from les miserables put mm-hmm. the prisoners yeah, yeah. in the pen come out of the cell i understand that you're <laughs> trying to do a song about someone who's in jail but please come on out of there uh we really need you out here no your name is joan your name is not 24601 <laughs> let's go yeah i mean we already touched this but uh don't drink the local drink you guys no. seriously I know it's a, you know, you go to a foreign country, you want to try the local cuisine, try the local drinks, but do not drink the Molotov cocktails. I cannot, cannot stress that enough. It it has a kick, if you will. Yeah. That said, though, like, if you're going to have a rebellion, you should have a signature cocktail. But here's the thing. If you're, if you're having a violent rebellion against the government, make it fun. Yeah. Right? If you want to get people on your side, you got to seem like you're the fun ones. Right. You know what I mean? Those little details go a long way. You know what I mean? Oh, but this is a Molotov cocktail with like a, with like a little umbrella sticking out of it. Oh, that's kicky. That's fun. Right? It's cute. That's the thing. And and they call it like, they call it like lemonade. (laughs) Well, I was going to say like, if you're part of the government faction and you see a Molotov cocktail coming towards you, but then you see one of those little drink umbrellas in it. You're gonna be like, "All right, that's cute." I have to admit, oh, I'm that's not. Adorable. I'm still not crazy about you guys, but I gotta admit, you got me on that one. And you know, you, and, that's pretty funny. And every third one isn't isn't lit, and it's full of a mai tai, <laughs> and it is yeah. just a delight. So they catch it, they're like, "This is great. That's so nice. This is this is perfect. It's just oh. what I needed, you guys." Especially dealing with this one, it won't stop dancing over here because I need a drink. <laughs> right? If I'm going to deal with that one, I, I mean, need a drink. I mean, as we say around the office, you don't have to be crazy to work with Joan, but it helps. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. Uh, you want it when? Right. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so they mix them up right in the kitchen sink. I will say this is a good reason to make sure you always have your dishes done. Because if you got to wash those real quick before you make a Molotov cocktail, that's going to slow your way down. Yeah. Get make get a dishwasher. Get Keep it loaded. Or at least get a chore chart. <laughs> yeah. You can have a chore chart. Now, this is, again, this keeps the rebellion fun. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody, when you finish a chore, everyone can see on the board, you get a little sticker. Yeah. Right? You put that sticker right on the chore chart, and Fidel, then everyone knows. Fidel got 10 yeah, stickers yeah. so far this week. <laughs> Good news. They're scratching Guys. sniff. <laughs> Ooh, it smells like human yeah, let's, suffering. Let's all have a round of applause for Fidel, everybody. Come on. Well done. Come on. Good job. This is a good, it's a good team-building exercise. Okay. Coming up next, Sandista I believe. Of the, <laughs> Sandista of the week. Now, guys, before, okay, before the meeting is over, guys, it's Maria's birthday. Today, so we just want to say we got her a cake and a ten dollar gift certificate. Come on, everybody! <laughs> Happy birthday! But for the record, these this is for all of the May birthdays. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we can't do this like all yeah, the time. We do it. We do it the first of the month. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're trying to have fun, but also this is a place of business. It falls <laughs> on Maria's birthday, but we're not getting cakes right. for everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Maria's going to pretend it's her birthday cake, but it's not her birthday cake. But seriously, guys, we hit our rebellion goal this month. Oh, I'm well really done. proud of everyone. Uh, 
I'm just trying to go back in my mind to when I had like horrible office jobs <laughs> and all those like those weird meetings. I used to work at a so place weird. where there was one woman and no one else cared in the slightest. Um, but there was one woman who was super into getting a cake for someone's birthday. And then she'd be like, she would put the cake on their desk and everyone had to gather. She would force basically bully everyone into gathering around that person's cubicle to sing happy birthday. And I swear she'd be like, all right, everyone happy birthday. And we never finished the song. <laughs> it would always peter out. Happy birthday is not a long song, you guys. Yeah. It would always like, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you. And then like everyone would just walk away and would just and she would finish by herself. Happy birthday to you. All right. Happy birthday, Dan. I'd be like, all right, good. Thank you. I made you this necklace out of paper clips. <laughs> Crazy people walking around with Now, here's the part. I think this was the line where, again, in the car, I was just like, what? Yeah. What did he just say? Um, Crazy people walking around with blood in their eyes. And all she wants to do is dance, dance, dance. Wild-eyed pistol wavers who ain't afraid to die. And all she wants to do is dance. So, I don't know if there's much to say here. I mean, it's rough, though, right? But here's the thing. We're not. So, we've got a lot of information. Mm Mm-hmm. Molotov cocktails, crazy people walk around with blood in their eyes, not afraid to die. What actually is going on here? What what is happening is being left out, right? I think purposely. And, and also, what is our narrator doing at this moment? Yeah. I mean, we're going to get a bit more information about that. But right. yeah, at this point, we don't know. Because he could be one of the rebels, right? Maybe he's yeah. a rebel who's like infatuated with this woman or whatever, or he's on the government side. And, you know, or he's just like, Someone who's stuck in the middle, right? He's just a civilian. He's trying to, like, run his little shop and, like, the, the, the country's falling apart all around him, but he's falling in love with this woman. Um, we're going to find out that's not true uh, later, but, yeah, we have no idea what's going on. But, it, but, but it's funny because he's, like, the, the way it's constructed, the way it keeps going back to all she wants to do is dance is he is, like, only vaguely aware <laughs> of this, like, hell that's breaking loose all around him. Because all you can think about is this woman. Right. Right. And all she wants to do is dance. Um, so, uh, and yeah. Okay. So uh, then we have the, uh, the chorus here, which is all she wants to do is dance and make romance. She can't feel the heat that's coming off the street. She wants to party. She wants to get down. All she wants to do is, all she wants to do is dance. Um, so at least according to our narrator, uh, this dancer, Mm-hmm. Uh, is also not f- really aware of what's going on, or at least is sort of purposely uh, uh, ignoring it right. or, or, or purposely oblivious to it because uh, she can't feel the heat that's coming off the street. So uh, it's not clear of how, you know, sort of out in the open this stuff is. I mean, I guess if they're throwing Molotov cocktails, I, it's probably hard to, well, to cra- avoid it. There's but... also crazy people walking around with blood in their eyes and wild-eyed pistol yeah. wavers. They don't usually hang out in like a bar somewhere they're usually just out on the streets attacking each other yeah. she i think is 
somewhere not secluded but like there's there's got to be sectioned off parts of town <laughs> she's in the dancing part of town <laughs> she's in the dancing part <laughs> yeah she she doesn't you know that stuff it's fine everybody has their thing but that doesn't affect her she's just a party girl she just has no interest in what's going on outside yeah. her door she just all she wants <laughs> to do is dance there's people there's people attacking each other in front of her apartment, and she's just like, I'm not into politics, so I just yeah. try and stay out of that. But it's literally at <laughs> yeah, your yeah. doorstep. Whatever. I just yeah. want to dance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, look, it- I consider myself apolitical as she's dodging a Molotov cocktail that's whizzing <laughs> past her head. You know? I, I can't thought that was just the- a special uh, effect at the disco. <laughs> I can't yeah. feel the heat coming off the street. Really? Because the street is on fire. That is a fire. That's like literally on That's fire. Legit there's fire. literally heat coming off the street. Literally, there's literally heat across the street. I love I love that we are we are an exasperated best friend. Uh, Joan, there's literally heat coming off the street. Why? There, the is, street is on fire. Do you understand what I'm saying? Just be careful. Always am. No, you're not, Joan. That's what I'm saying. Maybe they're just like, oh God, all she wants to do is dance. Can we have one night where we're playing board games? Uh, that brings up a good point. All she wants to do is dance. So, well, and make romance. She, well, that's true. But she's not eating. She's not sleeping. Uh, she's, all she's doing is dancing. That's all she wants to do is dance. I just feel like there should be at least one line in there. Like, by the way, she doesn't... I mean, it's not all she does. I'm speaking in hyperbole here. <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously, obviously, she does other stuff. But she just wants to dance. All she wants to do is dance for the most part. Um, I mean, she has, you know, she has like three square meals. Like, don't worry about that. Um <laughs> But two interests. So this part of the song gets kind of interesting to me because it, it it's almost like a like a pulp fiction kind of situation where like in the beginning it almost feels like two separate stories. All this is going on and all she's doing is dancing and now she's yeah. in the story. Yeah, right. well that's a question. Cuz she's in the disco, right? Is that what you're thinking, Michael? Yeah. Well, I mean, well because all she wants to do is dance. To keep the boys from selling all the weapons they could scrounge. Oh, you're thinking it's... Di- oh, what? I don't know what? how, but somehow she's involved. And, you like, think, wait, my mind is going to, like, uh, whatever that Indiana Jones movie is. I want to say the second one. It starts with, again, I forget the actress and the oh, character's name. But she's singing, like, Anything Goes in the beginning, and she was working in the club. It's what's-her-face. And... Kate, uh, yeah. Kate Capshaw. Sure. She was awful. Um... <laughs> That's funny that you read it that way, Michael. I did not read it that way. I thought what was keeping the boys from selling all the weapons they could scrounge was the government bugging the men's room in the local disco lounge. Yes. Because it just ends the line. It really changes the story for me if she's dancing to create a diversion. I I feel like she's involved, and I'm not sure how, but I feel like she is. Well, the thing that I... I mean, that is... That's fascinating. (laughs) 
I, I, I don't know what to say about it. I, <laughs> I've, I have to. I mean, that is certainly. Well, take. that is not how I read it, and no. I don't, I don't, I don't agree. Not to say, I mean, I think that's a perfectly legitimate interpretation. But I mean, I think what what I what I was going to say was he's in he's going to the local disco route, right? The, right. There are deals being made. Um, the the government is corrupt, right? Because the the bo- whoever the boys are, and and we can discuss that in a second. But I, and I think it's actually not clear whether whether when he talks about the boys, whether it's the rebels, whether it is the government and the army of this country, whether it is the U.S. operatives in this, you know, who are in the country. Somebody's trying to make a buck off of um the the weapons, right? Um, and so. So they're 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 in the disco lounge. Whether or not our narrator is trying to stop that from happening or is involved in in the corrupt dealings, not clear. But my thought was that this is where he met her, right? He yes. is in the disco lounge for work and sees her across the floor and now cannot think of anything else. And it is like has thrown all his his important work away, is not paying attention to what he's supposed to be paying attention to because all he can see is her. Um, the other thing is that when he's talking about all she wants to do is dance, um, are, are they together or is this whole song basically taking place as he's just watching her? I think he's watching her dance. I think he's watching her dance. I don't think, I think it's funny you say that to the government. There's see, I wish there was like, like, is it the Nicaraguan government is the American government? Cause I read it as that. He was there to bug the men's room to keep them like that was why he was there. And he was right. and then he sees her. Um but yeah, I don't think they're together. Uh I think that he he's she's just dancing in dis- in a disco lounge and catches his eye. Okay. Maybe well, they maybe first... they shimmy against each other. I don't know. <laughs> well, let's but take a step together. back because because okay. So yeah. So in my mind it was always so the government Bug the men's room in the local disco lounge. I'm assuming that means the the government. Let's just say it's Nicaragua. So the the Nicaraguan government, right, has bugged because that's where the deals are going down. So they bugged the men's room. Now, who who's selling the weapons and the drugs? I don't know. Um, but that's a question of like, is our narrator there? Is Don Henley there to stop that from happening? Or was he going to be involved in the right. dealings and then and then, then realize like, oh, I can't because I found out that the men's room is bugged. Because also, they just don't want the weapons being sold. They're totally fine with the drugs. <laughs> like, oh, sure. They're like, oh, yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> that part's fine. Um, you gotta have some sort the, of local economy. Right. Well, I also love all the, you know, sell the army all the drugs that they can do. Not not like regular people, not <laughs> right, drug addicts, right. not partiers. The army is like they you cannot believe the amount of cocaine the army can can put down oh, sure. in this country. Um so so that's happening. So okay, so then the question was is Don Henley either sees her across the floor and they have no connection. He's just watching her and he's like falls in love and is infatuated, or are they do they hook up this night, right? This one and only night where, you know, this is all happening basically one night where he's like, all she wants to do is dance. Cause I'm hanging out. I'm almost certainly on cocaine. Uh, I'm having a great time. <laughs> selling the 80s, cocaine. So. Well, Everybody's I mean, if you're selling fun, 
on cocaine. If you're selling cocaine, if you're selling cocaine to the army, you're also probably doing it. I would imagine as well. Um, but you know, uh, hanging out, he's having a great time, and like he should be paying more attention to the operation that's going down uh, and the deals that are going down in this disco. But he's not because he's too busy with her. Or are they? You know, is this like a six month long thing where they're together? And he's just like not paying attention to his job at all because he's like <laughs> infatuated with this woman. So I think there's kind of there's three, I think, legitimate interpretations to it. Uh, I yeah. always felt like there's one line at the end that makes me feel like they are at least somewhat involved. They have a connection, but that's not necessarily, you know, it's it's not it's nothing concrete. So right. I think your interpretation, Rachel, which I like again, because I can I can see him in like the Miami Vice suit. Right. <laughs> yes, I totally picture I this Miami Vice. Yes, a hundred percent. Don yeah, Henley, Don period. Johnson, perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's the time period, definitely. It's um, the time yeah, period. He's... It's the sound of the song, and also, didn't Glenn Frey have a song on the Miami Vice soundtrack? Yes, yeah. I think so. So it's all of that together. It. What's yeah, I think well, it was, I mean, again, wasn't it? Um, was it like you belong to the city? Was that? Oh, yep. Miami Vice. Y- yeah, I think so. I mean, if that's Glenn Frey, I'm going to say almost definitely. Yeah. Because even though I've never seen the show Miami Vice, I can just picture uh, Don Johnson sadly driving through a <laughs> garishly <laughs> neon Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where, like, you know, because I think that show was not, that, I think the thing that was semi-famous about that show was it wasn't the, like, you know, every week they caught the guy. Like, I think most of the time the guy, the bad guys got away because it was like supposed to be like a more realistic sort of cop show. So I think, and I think that there's, there's a lot of like montages of, of Don Johnson, like driving through the city being like, why do I even bother? Yeah. Like (laughs) we can't, we can't, we can only slow down the drug, drugs. We can't stop it. Um, also a big thing about Miami Vice, and this is not a Miami Vice podcast, but, uh, but it is now, it it should be is that it was yeah. it was known for using um, contemporary music to tell the story. So right. gl- well, people like Glenn Fry, uh, Tina Turner, like there's all these songs that you know are show up in Miami Vice to make it much more um, uh, cinematic. So Right. Well, and that was revolutionary at the time. That's that's what that I'm they saying. They were using like modern music as like score. But yeah, but I mean I can totally see sad Don Johnson in his pastel you know, uh, sports <laughs> everything jacket, driving in a convertible, sadly, and just like, yeah, I mean, I can again, never seen the show, but I can 100% picture just an amazing so Michael, sax solo and Don yeah. Johnson sitting there, like, I wear too much linen, yeah, <laughs> and doing that thing. You know, when they do that thing where like they're driving and they have the one hand. On the, the yes, that's exactly how I picture it. But also that thing where I can't even explain, it, but they take their thumb and like rub it on their bottom lip. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. They kind of like scratch. Yeah. Like <laughs> sadly, yeah, yeah. Like I can totally see it happening. Uh, so again, Michael, I've never seen the show. Have no evidence of this, but I'm gonna say 100 percent that happened. So good job. You figured it out. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, you belong to the night. Okay. Such a good song. Um, so yeah, so again, I'm gonna say that you know what? I'm gonna say that he does they they dance together this night. Yeah. Right? But this is it. This is the one and only night. They had a one together. they have one amazing night. 
big deal going down. So they're here. They're here in this country. Stuff's going down. Uh, whatever, whatever agency, CIA, whatever it is that John Johnson is a part of. Uh, they're supposed to be doing this deal in the disco lounge, or they're supposed to be like monitoring or or trying to stop whatever's happening or arrest people, whatever it is. Um, but he like totally blows it <laughs> because he <laughs> sees this girl, starts talking to this girl. They start having a couple of drinks. Uh, maybe do a couple of rails in the bathroom and then they're just dancing all night. Right. And they just, he completely misses what he's supposed to be doing. Uh, and also he does not care <laughs> because <laughs> he, all she wants to do is dance. That's yeah. the only thing that matters to him. So can I throw out my um, theory here? Yeah. Yeah. So back to what I was saying before, um, about her involvement, maybe that is her involvement. Maybe it's like a spy versus spy kind of thing. Ooh. Oh, you think she's there to distract him? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's good too. Yeah. That goes back to your I mean, thing, Michael, but it just depends yeah. on who she's there to distract. Yeah. Okay. It, it could be. I, yeah, I think she's she's theory. like working in the club that he's at and but she's there sort of on official business. Right. Well, maybe. I mean, it could just be that he saw her and I mean, it could also just be Don Johnson is uh, Don Don Johnson. Don Henley is just not good at his job, right? I mean, that's <laughs> that's very possible. But I like this theory where um, because we only have his perspective, right? 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 So he's saying, "Oh, she can't feel the heat coming off the street. All she wants to do is dance and make romance." But maybe that's what he, she's telling him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Where she's just like, no, nah, I'm just a dumb girl. I don't know anything. Right. But but really, she's part of the rebel. The, the I almost said the rebel alliance. Uh, <laughs> she is. Guys, hold on. Stick with my theory here. She is Princess Leia. Okay. So the country they're in is actually so Alderaan. <laughs> just stick with me here. Uh, <laughs> I think that's definitely a possibility. I think that there's. Yeah. And then all of the people who thought, oh, she doesn't do anything. She turns to them and says, oh, I don't do anything, do I? And they say, well played, right. Joan. You get yeah. a card. <laughs> and she <laughs> says, well, here's the treasure map. To Joan. <laughs> yeah. She, here's the treasure yeah, yeah. map. And the key. Where's the key? I don't know. It's just you get a key and a treasure map. That's what we're supposed to be doing here. <laughs> or. But guys, I, I can, think... I, can, I, can I have everyone's attention? Everyone in the office? Okay. I just wanted to give a shout out to Joan. She apparently this whole time was playing the long game. So let's just give her a hand. <laughs> a round of applause for Joan, everybody. We thought she was worthless, but actually she was, she was the most valuable of all of us. Round of Molotov cocktails on me. Joan. Okay. Guys, let's do the July birthdays quick, and, let's, and then we got to get back to it, okay? But it's June 1st. What well, we have leftover cake from last month. Just, guys, we're doing, we're doing all the summer birthdays. We're doing all the summer birthdays right now. Corpus really coming. Corpus really coming down on the cake budget. So we're just we're, we're knocking them all out right now. Uh. Feel free to have a piece of cake at your desk. <laughs> so it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's either that or she is terrible at her job being a rebel and he is terrible at his job being a, um, a government spy and <laughs> yeah. both their factions get together and say, you know what? Those two deserve each other. Can't uh, even let, let him go for it. I love you doing us hair. a favor. I love how nine times out of ten we err on the side of people are just terrible at their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, this is I a think song about a bumbling detective. 
<laughs> I think that's true in life. Uh, I'm a I'm a big believer in when you see a conspiracy, it's usually incompetence. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but I I I think that if my theory is at least partially correct, like all she wants to do is dance, is his perception of her. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. It's, I, he sees someone. Oh, all she wants to do is dance. No, she's doing her job, blocking whatever deal is supposed to be happening that we don't have information on. She's, uh, I don't know. Using her feminine spy versus wiles. spy, man. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yes, exactly that. Whatever, whatever the actual situation is, I think, unquestionably, um, we're only getting his perspective. And what I mean by that is that, obviously, there's more to her than all she wants to do is dance, right? He is, his, his vision of her is very sort of simple and childlike. Right. Right? Um, that's not what she actually is. Uh, but all he cares about <laughs> is, is that part of it. Right. And that's the only part that maybe he's seen, but I think he's, you know, th- this is also something of a fantasy somewhere in the middle between her, the actual reality of this woman and his fantasy of this great romantic love that he's discovered mm-hmm. on the other side of the world. Um, that's, that's what we're getting. Um, so the question is how much of it is, you know, is actually real and how much is him like, you know, putting this on her to a certain degree. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Good. Sure. Good. Yeah. Good. Great. All right. Great. Well, well we that's it, settled. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we figured out the song, you guys. Yeah. We can go home. Um, okay. I also just want to say, like, I am a law abiding citizen. Um, I don't, you know. I don't ever want to do anything that's going to hurt another person. But man, just like just once, I want to be the guy who's selling the army all the drugs and they could do. Just how how crazy would that be? Right? How like just like the the adrenaline rush of just knowing that you're doing something so insane. And like just being the guy who's like uh, you know, who's doing something illegal but it's like I'm untouchable. It's out okay? of the open. He not, know, he starts I'm, every conversation with, "Hey, fellas." Right. Yeah. And exactly. they all get around him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just like you said, like, just being able to be like, I'm doing, not only, I'm not, like, selling weed on the street corner, okay? I'm doing these crazy drug deals, and I'm doing it to the government, to the right. people who are supposed to be arresting me. That's who I'm selling it to. Do you understand how, how insane this is? So, yeah, I just, I don't know, I I always wonder when I see things like that, right? When it's like, oh, big drug bust, like, $7 billion, whatever. And I'm always like, how did you get started, though? That's the part I never understand. I feel like there's this whole like secret world it's a lot of, that I'm just, like walking past. I know, but every day, and I'm like, how did you, how did you even figure this out? How did you even know how to get started? Like, I, I mean, I guys, you know me, and I say this all the time. I would love to be a drug kingpin. I would love it. Right. It would be awesome. But it's, I don't know where to start. It's tough how to do, break into it. How do you go it. around? Uh, it's really I, tough. yeah. Right, as I'm saying, it's, it's, like it's, it's hard. Doozy. It's harder than acting. It really is. <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like you got to know somebody. Well, right? A lot like, of it is nepotism. Like, Lana Turner got discovered just sitting there at the at right. uh, the counter at Schwab's drugstore. Right place, right, right time. You know. Yeah. yeah. Right, and, and they, and they that's... came up. They came up to Lana Turner and said, "We have seven million dollars in cocaine. Would you like <laughs> yeah. to sell it for us?" And she said, "Well, what I really want to do is act." And they said, "All right, that too." Yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's all right. We're, and they said to to the person next to her and said, "Excuse me, are, are you El Chapo?" Yes. Yeah. We have seven hundred million dollars worth of cocaine. 
<laughs> I mean, the other option is like correspondence classes. Right. Well, what I'm saying is, yeah, I don't know how you make the connections. This is what I'm saying. Like, how do you find the connection in Columbia? Right. Because I have a longstanding Craigslist ad saying, if you have a lot of illegal drugs in a foreign, I would like to be your connection. Please contact me. Guys. No bites. I've heard no nothing. Bites. I've heard nothing. I don't know how you get started, you know? And then I see other people who are off to the races being drug kingpins, and I'm like, how did these people figure it out? You I know? just don't understand. Dan, listen, sometimes it's not about the talent. It's just about <sighs> the opportunity. You, you, sometimes. I guess, yeah. I mean, don't, I give guess up, you just... don't give up your dream, but. Yeah. I don't know, guys. I think maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm. Just, I've been thinking about hey, it lately. You know, hey. I'm not. I'm not getting any younger. And uh, I mean, let's face it. I have almost no experience as a drug kingpin at this point. I mean, it's hard to point to really any yeah. any experience. You know, and at some point, you know, you just maybe you just got to get off the horse. You know, which um, one? <laughs> no, I say I need. To, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I, need to you, stop I mean, I was gonna heroin. say you don't want to yeah, no, also I, use because that's not. Something you want. Look, Dan, not I everybody know. gets to be a kingpin. Yeah, it's true, well, buddy. I know. And Rachel, I like I understand what you're saying, but also like the thing is like I love selling the drugs and I like taking the drugs. What I'm saying is, guys, I love the drugs. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just I'm all about the drugs. You know what I mean? Like I don't want when I'm a drug kingpin, I don't want it to just be a job. Right, it's I want to be enjoying what I'm doing. That's what I'm saying. Sure. I want to be. I want to be a part of it. Sure. Right. I don't want to get to the point where I'm tired of the drugs. Oh, all we ever talk about is the drugs. Who are we selling the drugs to? What armies are taking the drugs? Like, mm-hmm. I, I want it to be like something I'm still passionate about. Sure. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what I'm passionate about is drugs. <laughs> right. <laughs> Illegal <laughs> drugs. Are <laughs> 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 we talking about a song about dancing? So the last verse, uh, he does away with the all she wants to do is dance uh, refrain. Um, this has a lot of information, though, and this is him just getting out. And then he goes back to her. And so the lyrics are, well, we barely made it to the airport for the last plane out. As we taxied down the runway, we could hear the people shout. They said, don't come back here, Yankee. But if I ever do... I'll bring more money because all she wants to do is dance. Um, so got on the last, the last plane, right? Just barely made it out. Probably yep. was going to be killed uh, if they didn't get out. Um, people are shouting at the airplane. And the moment he's safe, the moment he's on the plane and it's tacking, taxiing down the, ru- the runway, f- um, first thing he thinks about, first place his mind goes is back to her. And I, you know, uh, if I ever come back here, I'll bring more money so that I can further romance this woman. Uh, so he's got a one-track mind. He does. What I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, we're they're, uh, they're like we're still in the debrief here, Don. We need to <laughs> eye on the prize. So the other question is, who's saying don't come back here, Yankee? That's what I was wondering. Is it the government or is it the rebels? I mean, I think it really could be either. Right. Uh, I would imagine 
Again, if Don Henley is a CIA operative, I would imagine both sides are probably not too happy that he's around. Yeah. Um, because they're probably they're probably feeding both sides. Uh, um, to cause to cause chaos. So, uh, I would imagine that you know they're they're probably uh, like I said, they're probably in a lot a lot of danger. Uh, once they get figured out who who they are. So, um. Yeah, and he just uh, barely barely gets away, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he needs more money so that he can take her out on a nice second date. Sure, <laughs> probably to to an even bigger disco lounge, I would imagine. Yeah, one with even more drugs in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't, sweetheart. You wouldn't believe the drug deals going on in the men's room in this place. <laughs> Only the best for you, baby. I feel like the uh, repetition of the chorus at the end is just him to the poor guy who's sitting next to him on the flight home. Yeah. Right. All she wants to do is dance. Like, I, I get it, yep. Don. You're not going to believe the chick that I met in the disco I'm lounge. Stuart, are there supposed... any seats? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what she said? She says, never mind the heat coming off the street. Like, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I've been yeah. saying it for an hour. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what Don, intel weren't... did you get? I'm sorry, what? Intel? Oh. oh, I'm sorry. Did I not tell you about the dancing part? Because, oh, <laughs> Learned you know a couple what? cool new you're, dances. You're right. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. She also wants to make romance. So there's two <laughs> things that I learned during our operation. L- uh, <laughs> Luckily, he belongs to the, um, the very elite Alvin Ailey uh, CIA <laughs> department. <laughs> uh, Did you le- learn about the wait. dances? All they want to do is Hold dance. On. Good intel. Good intel. Lieutenant Fossey? Wait. Wait. Hold on. I'm going back. Back of the wall. Back of the... And he caught it. I got that reference. I got <laughs> <Yay>! it. Woo! <laughs> oh. It was, that was a tough one, but I really had to stretch happen. for it, but I, I did actually catch that one. Um, so, yeah. So then uh, he just gets out with his life, but I also feel like this is just, you know, another day of work, right? Another last flight out. Uh, another uh, angry... Uh, mob full of uh, wild-eyed pistol wavers who ain't afraid to die screaming at him, and then they and they take off, and it's like, damn, it's Tuesday. Yeah, another day. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah, what yeah, a so week. Fun. <laughs> uh, the, the song is like a weird combination of every movie and TV show of the time. Yeah, because this is what right. like 1985, so it's a little bit like all the Indiana Jones movies. It's a little bit Scarface. It's a little bit. Uh, Miami Vice. It's a little bit mm-hmm. like Jewel of the Nile. Yeah, it's well, all those like I mean, espionage what... and and adventure and mounds of cocaine kind of movies. Yeah, well, I mean, again, this is this is just of the time. I mean, this is what everyone is thinking of. Uh, this is sort of what's on everyone's mind at the time. Is you know the war on drugs? Just say no. I mean, that is all raging. At this moment. So anyone, anyone hearing this song on the radio at the time is immediately understanding what, what they're talking right. about. If they're listening uh, to the verse. Well, I'm saying, but like, you know, I, as a very young child, <laughs> did not understand what was going on in this song. But, you know, someone, again, who is an adult uh, that the song was aimed to probably figured it out uh, pretty quickly. Or, or at least, you know, understood just from like the, you know, sort of the, the what was going on in the culture at the time. This was just one more piece of it, like Miami Vice, like, you know, everything else. Uh, like that episode of, of um, 
different strokes where Nancy Reagan showed up and told the kids <laughs> not to take drugs. Like it was all of the yeah. piece. It was all the piece. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, cool. I mean, the only other thing I want to say about the song is just that the synth uh, riff is awesome. Is yeah. like oh the synthesized I, trumpets yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. Well, the whole thing just a like. I, 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 it's, it's such a weird song. Like, I don't even know what that, what that is really. Like I, you don't really kind of hear that sort of thing very often. Um, it's sort of so almost like, I don't even, it's so like aggressive in a way. It's the only word I can think of to explain it. Um, but it's just, it's great. It's, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just, it's good stuff. All yeah. Around. Expanded universe. Mm-hmm. I feel like our narrator probably sold John Lee Pettimore some seeds. <laughs> yeah, either that or he Maybe. bugged his house, depending on what he does. Oh yeah, he could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he he could be part of the um the DEA that took him down. He could be part of the DEA. I mean, again, I feel like this guy plays both sides of the fence, right? So, true. So it's maybe true. he's he's selling it to him until the moment it be, it became inconvenient, and then he then he arrests him, but. Yeah, I think I think probably him and probably him and John had had some sort of connection uh, at some point. Um, yeah, I mean, I think like the dancing woman. We didn't really talk that much about the because that is weird how we don't we don't know anything about her. She's just she's just the dancing woman. She's um, just dancing. You know everything you need to know about her. She likes true. to party. We know everything that, to get that Don Henley knows about her. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I think there's something more. I think she's involved. Yeah. I mean, uh, but again, like, I feel like she could be, she could be directly involved or she could, you know, she could be more aware of what's going on. She could actually be very aware of what's going on. But in this, on this one particular night, all she wants to do is dance. She doesn't want to talk about politics right. at this point. Doesn't mean she doesn't think about it. Doesn't mean she never talks about it. She's just at the disco dancing. And meanwhile, like, you know, dumb Don Lee Henley is just like, well, I know everything I need to know about this woman from the three minutes I spent talking <laughs> to her. Uh or so maybe maybe all she's, she wants to do is dance. She's not like directly involved or aligned with either side. She's just profiting from both. She's, uh, maybe yeah. She's a I mean possibly. Lady. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whose I mean, side are you on? I, the side I'm always on, mine. I'm also Dick now Tracy. thinking, like, the only thing I was makes me think, though, is, like, Don Henley, maybe it's kind of like a baby who has, like, no, like, uh, object permanence. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what I'm saying is he sees her dancing, and it's just like, oh, I saw her dancing for five seconds, so that means that's all she ever does. Right. <laughs> right? Like, that's all, that's all she has ever been doing. She has been here since the dawn of time dancing and has, has never stopped <laughs> will never stop we'll be here until the heat death of the universe dancing because once i've seen a person do one thing i just assume that's what they're always doing forever <laughs> she's um, like i published three novels <laughs> don henley i mean they're all to be clear the novels are all about dancing but still right. they are they're hard work <laughs> And they, they are romance novels. So, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's see the girl your, who okay. couldn't stop it. dancing part one, the girl who couldn't stop <laughs> dancing part two, and the girl who couldn't stop dancing part three. It's really and all the, the same story. And the follow-up, don't drink the Molotov cocktail. Um, <laughs> I mean, I do think she probably has, you know, she could have some kind of setup like Don't Sing in the Sunshine, where it's like, is this going to be this, this one night? You know what I mean? Maybe instead of a year. 
Um, which is why that's all that Don gets, maybe. Uh, yeah. He also needs more money, so yeah. know, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Um, Michael, please, you know, please talk about how Pearl is definitely singing in this disco lounge. Uh, um, I think the woman's Pearl. Oh, it, oh my Lord, She how? works in a club. <sighs> She's clearly she a spy. Work there. She, works there. she does not work there. In she my theory, she there. does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I think it would be foolish to think that she's not Pearl. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Pearl's a singer and also a spy. Yeah, yeah. Um I'd also like to point out that um she wants to keep the boys from selling all the weapons they could scrounge. Mm-hmm. Is this the town that the boys are back in by any chance? Oh, you think these I think the it's those boys. boys. The rebels oh, might yeah. be the boys. That would be hilarious if that whole song took place in Nicaragua <laughs> during the rebellion. That'd be amazing. I mean, that would really change things. <laughs> that would change that bar and grill a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> the boys are back yeah. in Nicaragua, you know. Uh, Rachel, did you have any uh, thoughts for Expanded Universe? Uh, No. The only other thing I was going to say was... I'm just being honest. The only other thing I was going to say was, since, you know, the whole country is collapsing, all hell is breaking loose, I can only imagine that what's overseeing all of this is the evil owl from... uh, Yeah. From... What the hell is that song? Uh, Uh, Wildfire. 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 I wanted to say Night Ranger for some reason. Uh, Yeah, so the evil owl (laughs) from, from Wildfire is is uh overseeing the collapse of this country and i do i i kind of want to make the evil owl uh like our thanos like okay. any <laughs> any bad thing that's happening is is like a direct result of either the evil owl's actions or a someone the evil owl has sent out approved you know what I mean? yeah. Like yeah. A, yeah, yeah 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 like a minion so like they the evil owl is standing on top uh, of all the of of all the trouble that happens in the in the story song expanding universe, so yeah, yeah I could see that. Um, I also like yeah, would yeah. like to think that as he finally gets to his plane and you know they're all shouting and screaming after him, his plane takes off and he's in the air. He's at a safe distance. He looks out the window, and peace on earth was all it said. Oh, yeah, that's nice. He's that yeah, tin yeah. soldier. Yeah, yeah, and the the say, disco maybe- was the Panera. Yeah. I mean, maybe this isn't, right? Maybe this isn't like Nicaragua. Maybe it is the, the kingdom on, on the top of the mountain. Yeah. yeah. Like this, this whole thing is he's actually a spy for, for, the, for the valley people. For, for the valley people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the, uh, the history of this song, uh, the story behind the story. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. I'm Josh. And I'm Skinner. And we host PredictoCast. On this podcast, we watch the first 10 minutes of movies we know nothing about and then try to predict what happens next. It's like very low stakes gambling. We've covered movies with talking dogs, fake legs, sexual medical dummies, and Santa Claus. New episodes are released every week and you can find us wherever you get podcasts or at PredictoCast.com. We predict you're going to love this show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, it's time for a story behind the story. Mm-hmm. This is where we tell you about the history of this song. And uh, so this is All She Wants to Do is Dance by Don Henley. It peaked at number nine on the Hot 100 uh, in May 1985, and it was released in February of 1985. Oh, so it took a little uh, bit of time. Yeah, that's the way things do. This was, this was still the, the period where, I mean, for a yeah. while, like where... Things built up. That doesn't happen yeah, anymore. That's true. That's true. I mean, you had you had to you had to go to the store. You had to buy the tape or the LP. So you know, it just had to hear it on the radio. Wide. Yeah, there was radio yeah, airplay. There was yeah, there, everything just, was a slow burn. You couldn't just click on your Spotify and, and immediately <laughs> get it. You know, so it, things just took a little longer. You couldn't a- Alexa your now. Pandora. No, you couldn't. <laughs> you couldn't. No. But I mean, like even even this. You like, sorry, my you Alexa, ju- Uber my Alexa just went off. Sorry. <laughs> what Alexa, are you saying stop. about me, Rachel? What are you While saying about me? While she started playing, all she wants to do is dance. Did she really? <laughs> yes. Oh my god, that's awesome. <sighs> oh man. Anyway, sorry. Where were we? No, no. Let's. No, Rachel, bring Alexa in. She, she's now the fourth co-host of this episode. I want to hear what Alexa has to say. Oh, man. <laughs> she's like, hi, this is Alexa. Uh, the dancer definitely worked for the rebel government. Um, <laughs> See? So, <laughs> Alexa agrees. Um, okay, so, Billboard uh, number nine on the Hot 100, May 4th. 1985. Now, Donald Hugh Henley was born July 22nd, 1947, uh, and he was the drummer and co-lead singer for the Eagles. Uh, now, we've already discussed the Eagles on our Lying Eyes episode, uh, so if you're interested in uh, more inf- information about the Eagles themselves, you can check out that. Yeah, we already did it uh, for but you. But I'm just going to talk about... Yeah, yeah. 
We're, we're not also, do they're, it again, guys. You do some. They're lift. one of the biggest bands in history, so you know them. Yeah. Well, you do, but you know what's funny? I I don't know if it's the the Eagles are one of those faceless bands. Even though everyone knows who like Don Henley and Glenn Frey and everyone else is in that band, I also so still feel like people don't fully right. They're not a band that has like you know like famous stories about them, like you know, or even like like I think you know, most even casual music fans could kind of give you the rough timeline of like the Beatles. Right. And like, I don't know yeah. if, I don't know if the Eagles does not have that sort of cachet um, or, or has that sort of myth making, but anyway, uh, but still go, I'm not going to tell you, go listen to that. Yeah, come on. Or, just there's a three and a half hour long documentary. Go watch that. Do work That's twice. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really good. Good, good, good documentary. Um, okay. So after the Eagles broke up in 1980, uh, Don Henley released a series of solo albums, the first being uh, I Can't Stand Still in 1982. So two years after the, Be- after the Beatles, two years <laughs> after the Eagles broke up, uh, he released his solo album. So <clears throat> this was from his second solo album, which is called Building the Perfect Beast, which was a critical and commercial success. Uh, and besides, all she wants to do is dance. Uh, that was one of the singles, but do you guys know the other two singles from this? Uh, was that the <laughs> Should was I that the Boys I'm of Summer album? Uh, it's Boys of Summer. And I'm, I'm going to say, was it also Sunset Grill? It was Sunset Grill. Yes. Good. Yes. Yes. I'm reading uh, it. <laughs> Dad, oh, shh. Oh, I was not. <laughs> I know you were not, Michael. <laughs> what does Sunset Grill sound like? Down at the sunset. Oh, yep, got it. You've, Thank you. You've probably heard it. Oh, it's I not totally a big have. one, but it's what. Well, I was say it's not a big one. But some of the ones you're gonna go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah I've heard this one. Um, yeah. So yeah, Boys of Summer. Um, which is actually another. It just occurs to me now. That's another song. I don't know if it's really a story song, but there's a lot of details that yeah. seem like they're hinting at something, right? That we never get the full story on, on purpose. I don't know if it's necessarily uh, a story song, but you know what kind of song it is? It's a great song. It's a great album. Uh, it is a great, song. a great song. Yeah, the song's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a deadhead sticker on a Cadillac. Um, okay, so uh, where was I? Okay. So critics commented on the evolution to a smoother, more adult-oriented sound for Henley's solo work. Uh, now, this song was written by Danny Corchum. Cor- or no, Cro- Crotch, wait, <laughs> Korchmar. There I we think go. Danny Korchmar, I'm going to go with. Yeah. Uh, and he was a uh, songwriter and a studio musician. Now, when old Danny uh, was a young man, he began his career as a member of the infamous underground band The Fugs in 1964. Great name. Well, you know, there's a famous book about World War II, I believe. I don't know the name of the book. Uh-huh. But, uh, well, it was like, I think it was in the 50s, and, you know, it didn't use the F word, it substituted it for fug. Because oh, all right. in order to get it past the sensors and not, you know, have it taken off the shelves, so that's that's yeah. that's where the that's where the name the Fugs comes from. But the Fugs 
uh, were a key part of the more aggressive anti-war end of the 60s counterculture. Uh, they were known for their lewd subject matter in their songs, and they were investigated by the FBI, and an FBI memo called them the most vulgar thing the human mind could possibly conceive. So, there you go. All wow. right. Um, and apparently FBI had not heard of Justin Bieber. Uh, am I right? <laughs> am I right? <laughs> am I right? Right, guys? Because that's the most vulgar oh, thing Lord. I can conceive of, right? Justin Bieber? <laughs> um, you can tell how old I am, but even my old man references are like five years out of date. Okay, after that, he worked as a studio musician for just about everybody, including Linda Ronstadt, uh, which is likely how he got connected to Don Henley. Good old Elron. As we discussed, as we discussed uh, in that, that other episode, the Lying Eyes episode, the Eagles were basically formed out of being Linda Ronstadt's backing band. Yep. So, yep. Um, it's also worth noting like uh, how many amazing songs Danny Korchmer uh, wrote or co-wrote. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to hit me with a couple? <laughs> oh, I don't sure. Have... Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, a lot with Don Henley, New York Minute, um, yeah, well, Not yeah. Enough That's Love in the one. World, um, uh, Somebody's Baby, the uh, Jackson Brown song. Ooh, I like uh, that oh, song. Really? Yeah. I love that song. I think he co-wrote it with Jackson Brown. Um, nice. That's another, that's another song about a guy obsessing over a woman. Yeah. And like watch, watching her out a window. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. It's almost like starting guys to, are creeps. Starting to, starting to form a picture here. <laughs> oh, Dan- yeah. Okay. Way to go. God. Thanks for Danny's throwing all of us under the bus. <laughs> Not you, Danny. Danny Korchmar. <laughs> but I'm listen. Say, Rachel. <laughs> Look, not all guys are creeps, okay? All Danny's are creeps. Oh yeah, that's definitely true. That's d- any guy named Danny Zuko, any guy Danny named Tanner. Dan. Come on, it's adding up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't de- look. I want to deny it, but I can't. I can't. At at our big Dan meeting every month, we're like, guys, we should be less creepy, and yet it never sticks. I don't know what to tell you. And then we you try, just look though. around and say, why am I so creeped out right now? It's a room full of Danny's. That's why. Oh right, that's why. So Korch, Korchmar and Henley, uh, so they collaborated on several songs, including Dirty Laundry. Um, but Korchmar wrote this one on his own, which might explain the more blatant, harder-edged political themes. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh. backing vocals for the song uh, are provided by Patti Smythe of Scandal. Love oh, my it. God. She's who's, awesome. She's so said, good. That, that's the band that sang The Warrior. Ah, uh, And also, warrior. Goodbye to You. Yeah, yeah. You know those th- those songs awesome. that you thought Pat Benatar sang. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, that's about it. Any- anyone have anything else they want to talk about? Uh, no. Interesting thing uh, that Patty Smythe uh, of Scandal fame uh, mm-hmm. performed backing vocals on this track because uh, she also did a duet with Don Henley. I want to say early '90s, mm-hmm. maybe mid '90s, '92. Um, um, sometimes love just ain't enough, which was a oh, big hit. I love that song. It's a great song. There's a danger in loving somebody too much. And it's sad when you know it's your heart you can't trust. There's a reason why people don't stay where they are. Maybe sometimes love just ain't enough. All right. 
Uh, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. Check out the songs of the Story Song Podcast. Find the Story Song Podcast, the official playlist, and the Story Song Podcast, the official classic playlist on Spotify to stream all the great songs we review on the show. All right, we're back. It's time for lessons learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Let's start with Michael. Michael, what lesson did you learn from All She Wants to Do Is Dance? I learned that when you're escaping a rebellion... Put your baseball cap in your carry-on luggage uh-huh. um, okay. so that as you're running to a plane to escape, people don't start screaming at you, don't come back here, Yankee. Oh, yes. Yeah. You don't, yeah, don't, don't advertise what team you're supporting, Everybody, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. knows the Yankees are picked on a lot, so, you know. Yeah. Put on like a, like a, you know, L.A. Dodger hat or something like that. Or just something that no one's even going to like. It, like put on like a Diamondbacks hat, because right, right. then people will be like, "Wait, is that like a minor league team? Like, what, I don't even team? know what that is. That sort of like weird D with like a with a pattern on it. I I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> hockey. I don't really follow that stuff. Um, or even like a Brooklyn say, Dodgers hat. Just be like, if they if they're like, don't come back here, oh, Brooklyn Dodger. You'd be like, oh, the team doesn't even exist yeah, yeah. anymore. Do you yeah. know baseball? Yeah. And then get into a fight. Uh, this is just fashion. Well, I was gonna say, if you are. <laughs> If you are, uh, you know, places not to wear a Yankee hat, a collapsing South American government, uh, or Boston. Those are the two places <laughs> where you really, and honestly, Boston is probably the place you're, you're, <laughs> you're more in danger. That's true. Oh, that's, that's very true. And technically don't wear it at City Field either. Unless it's the, uh, the uh, Subway, Subway series. series. But otherwise, right. come on. You're not, nobody, nobody, nobody's going to get mad. You're not riling at anybody. You're not trolling anybody. <laughs> Guy with a Yankees hat at the Mets game. We get it. Um, Rachel, what yeah. lesson did you learn? If you're, uh, if you're a part of a, a rebel group and one mm-hmm. of your rebel uh, compadres starts dancing, don't belittle mm-hmm. them. Join in. No. Have some, you okay. know, it's, it's team building. You know what I mean? Some companies do uh, company-wide uh, exercises in the morning. Maybe everybody do the dance. Include Joan yeah. is what I'm saying. It's not just yeah. about rebelling. It's too. not. You gotta. Yeah, yeah. It's about the Maybe friends we made dancing. along the way. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe do some dancing. Maybe everyone go out for karaoke night. Yeah. Like you're saying like it's. It's a team building exercise, Have guys. Fun. Do an um, escape room, or maybe not, because. That seems very much like a prison for people who are in a yeah, yeah. in a war zone. <laughs> yeah, you. You might you might be trying to figure out like fun clues and then find out you're actually just in prison. Like, right. You just know it's right. You're locked in this room. How do we get out? You don't. <laughs> you don't. No, you really <laughs> don't. Yeah, I would say you know, look, obviously, like running a rebellion against the government, you know, it's it's a dangerous business. It's serious business. You know, this is not something that you can take lightly. Uh, you have to be in it to win it right because this is a life or death situation so if you are in charge of a rebel group against the government just birthdays every month yeah, just yeah. Every, all the all the all the monthly birthdays just do them oh, at a time because you got you're you're going to be spending so much time not just the money to get the no. cake 
But because we the have it in petty going cash, out but, to get a kid, uh. yeah. No, it's just it's too much. Do monthly birthdays. I think that's like the biggest thing. Like right after like propaganda to get the people on right. your side. Like right below that, if you're running a rebellion, is just monthly cake. Just do a monthly cake. It's, and look, it's if it gets too much, too much there's nothing wrong with with seasonal cakes. We do the summer right. birthdays. We do the winter birthdays. Sure. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But you, the thing is, like, because if you have a cake at four, you know that no other work is getting done that day. Exactly. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like everyone's going to be in like a sugar coma till the end of the day, and just like and checking Twitter. So you, you like just do it once Dude, a month. You're not getting any guerrilla you know. warfare done after that. No, absolutely not. No, there's no way. So yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I mean, that's the big lesson I took away <laughs> from this. <laughs> good uh well thank you guys so much for listening uh this has been the story song podcast please follow us on the socials like instagram twitter and facebook and if you could leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts, we would appreciate it uh we'll be back next episode with another great story song so uh thank you guys so much for listening again i'm dan mackinney i'm rachel oaks and i'm michael gazelle we'll be back at you next time thanks for listening goodbye bye, bye. theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening. All right. Well, our conversation about making the episode shorter definitely paid off since that was 54 minutes. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, oh, man. Uh, we didn't even really take any breaks in there, so that was uh, all right. I mean, I wasn't you know going to say was? anything. 54 minutes of gold. Forge audio. Dream it. Build it. Share it. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. 
StatsFantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 